Hey, my name is Chelsea and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram at Chelsea N Coaching to learn more. Okay, let's get to this week's episode. Today, I want to talk about the holy grail that is Inbox Zero. And I recognize that Inbox Zero is not for everybody. Some people don't have the time or they just don't care that their inboxes are a little bit out of control or or have more than 15 emails in them. But what I do want to emphasize is that it's important to get to a place where your inbox is actionable and easy to manage and you're not missing important stuff, right? Especially professionally, you never want to be that person who is holding up a project because you forgot to respond to an email or forgot to give your feedback or edits or miss out on a great opportunity to be involved in a project because you missed that email, right? So while I can appreciate and understand that some people just don't care all that much about making sure that everything's filed into a certain label or certain folder. It is really important that you're processing email in a way that is efficient and effective and that you're not missing that important information. I also want to point out that inbox management emails can be a huge distraction. We all spend so much time in our emails and I would say the vast majority of us keep our emails open all day. And so that that kind of constant pinging uh, or that little notification that you get when you get a new email can be really addictive and really distracting. And so my recommendation is is as much as you can uh, in your business or in your job is really being strategic and thoughtful about how and when you're checking and responding to emails and setting up dedicated time in order to process your emails fully and efficiently. And that's really going to help get that inbox into a place where it's it's manageable and, and hopefully into in, inbox zero. When I'm teaching inbox management, I like to follow the four Ds, right? So that is do, delegate, delay, and delete. And I often talk about those in reverse order. So I'm going to start with delete because while it may seem fairly obvious that you should be deleting emails and what to delete. Often people struggle with deciding what to delete or they're hesitant that they're going to lose a piece of information that they're going to need later. Or more commonly, they are convinced that they're going to go back and read this newsletter later. So one of the strategies that I like to talk about when I'm talking about deleting emails is, is to be kind of ruthless about it, right? Like recognize when that you're just not going to get to that newsletter. If it's been more than three days, you're not going to read it. But also start deleting your emails that are redundant information. So if someone accepts a meeting invitation, I know in Outlook and and often in Gmail, you get a notification that says the person accepted that meeting invite, that email can be deleted. The information you need is, is saved in the meeting on your calendar. If you are using any kind of shared drive, such as a, a Google Drive, and someone makes an edit or an update to a project, that often triggers an email and that can be deleted. You know, that that edit has been captured in the document. You know to go back and look in the document, especially after that edit's been, you've, you've reviewed it. That information can be deleted. And we talked a little bit about newsletters already, um, verification codes. I mean, how many times have you forgotten your password? You need to reset something. 
all of those confirmation emails you get, just delete them right away. Working backwards again, delay uh, is the next one. And delay is really helpful when you don't have all of the information you need to process that email at that time. Or when you need to set up a reminder to follow up or do something at a later date. In Outlook, this is called setting a reminder. And in Gmail, this is using the snooze function. And both of them are super helpful when you okay, get an email that you can't do something with right now for whatever reason. I often use this to remind myself to pay a certain bill. So if I get that email of my weekly snapshot, I will delay that email so that it pops back into my inbox the day that it's due or a few days before it's due. If I'm waiting for a colleague to reply to something, I will set a reminder or delay that email so I know to check back in and follow up. Uh, if a client says to me, I'd love to work with you, but can you follow up in two weeks? I'll delay that email so that it pops into my inbox and I can remind myself. It's a great way to keep a lot of, of those little tasks off of your kind of paper to-do list or that brain dump we talk about, but making sure that you're not going to forget it, right? Because you know it's going to come back in at a later date. Delegate is fairly straightforward. Um, that's moving that email on to the next person or to the next um, team member that needs to see it and needs to do something with it uh, or actually delegating and asking them to take care of the project. I think what's important about this step is moving that email into a label or a folder once it's been delegated, right? Get it out of your inbox so that you are not taking up space if you have delegated it. I think this is also where delegate and, and delay can be partnered. If you are a supervisor and you've delegated something to someone who works for you, you can always set that email as a, a reminder on that email so that it pops back into your inbox and you can remember to kind of check in and follow up. So it's it's a kind of a nice way to have those two Ds work well together, but keep things out of your inbox so that again, they're not taking up that mental space. And delegating again in your personal inbox, maybe sell, sending something to your partner or to a family member, um, just as an FYI, moving it along, but again, move it along and then move it out. And then do, and do is the big part, right? That's the kind of the, the big D there of inbox management because you are, the responses to emails can look so different depending on the type of work you do, depending on the type of email it is. Sometimes it's just a quick thank you, um, but sometimes it requires a more thoughtful response. I still recommend that you set dedicated time within your day to be really responsive to those emails and, and kind of work through the emails uh, as much as you possibly can. Sometimes, again, things need to get flagged, things need to get saved for a later date, but as much as you can kind of churn through and, and start uh, working your way through those emails when you have those dedicated times, all the better. And I always work bottom to top, which means I always work from oldest to newest when I'm cleaning up my inbox. Some people that works well for, some people like to start newest in case, you know, perhaps it was already taken care of or someone already responded and volunteered and you're not 
kind of be responding to the most recent conversation um, or most recent reply. But I like working from oldest to newest because I don't want to keep people waiting longer than they need to. And so this way I can see who emailed first and kind of that first in, first out philosophy around inbox management. I have three kind of more best practices that apply to both work and personal inbox management. The first one is to keep as many emails possible out of your inbox. And there's a few ways to do this. Um, The first one is don't give away your email address. And by that, I mean, if you are buying something online or at a store, there's often those that tricky catch of, hey, give us your email for our coupon, or it's checked off already on the website and you need to manually uncheck the subscribe button. So just be super aware of when you're accessing different websites online, especially when you're buying things that you're not subscribing for more than what you're asking for. And it's often something you need to be paying attention to because it's tricky and, and people want your email addresses because it is incredibly a valuable marketing tool. But just being aware of, of where you're giving your email away. Um, if you have a junkie or, or like a more kind of quote unquote spam inbox, maybe use that instead if you, if you have to provide an email address. But really try to keep your work and your personal email as streamlined and as clean as possible. The other kind of secondary piece of advice here is to update the types of notifications you're receiving. So I can think of a few examples, but LinkedIn is a great example of where you can really tailor the emails that you're getting. So I personally want to get a notification when someone sends me a message on LinkedIn, but I don't need a notification every time someone looks at my profile. And so typically at the bottom of those type of emails, you can selective options as manage preferences. And then you can be a little bit more specific about how the frequency or the type of information you're receiving from that company. So just be aware of that. Take that extra second to adjust the preferences so that, again, you're not missing out from hearing from your favorite websites or companies, but you're not getting all the kind of junk you you don't need. You can also use a tool called uh, unroll.me. That's U-N-R-O-L-L dot M-E. And this is a free website that connects to your email address. And it'll actually show you all of the things that you are subscribed to. It's kind of terrifying how many hundreds of things that you will be subscribed to when you connect it. But what's really cool about this website is it actually lets you unsubscribe from that website. So you're not clicking into each individual email. You have to scroll to the bottom, read the fine print, click the link, direct you to a new page, confirm the whole nine yards, right? You can actually unsubscribe right from unroll.me. You can also use unroll.me to build what are called rollups. And this is a really cool option if you like me, like to get a lot of newsletters. You know, there's, as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of great marketing uh, people that I follow or different, uh, you know, other entrepreneurs that I'm just inspired by. But if I got every one of those emails individually, it would be hundreds of emails a day. So by creating a roll-up, I get one email that is linked to all of those different emails from all of those different entrepreneurs. And I can click in and kind of see the ones I want based on the subject line. So using a unroll.me and building a roll up and unsubscribing is a great way to keep emails just out of your inbox right from the start. 
My second best practice is to create filters or rules. So they're called filters in Gmail, they're called rules in Outlook, but what they both do is allow you to tell the email service what you want done with that email before it gets to your inbox. And there's a lot of ways that you can build a filter or a rule. Again, for the purposes of email management and cleanup, you can create a filter that says this, you know, you can create a shopping filter is my favorite example. I love to get emails from stores because they have great coupons or sales, um, new products, but I don't want to see an email from them every single day. So I actually created a shopping filter that says, all right, every email from Old Navy is going to go right to my shopping folder. As soon as it comes in, I'm never going to see it. It's going to be marked as red. And that way, if I'm going shopping, I can jump into that folder and see what sales are available, what coupons I have, but it's not cluttering up my day-to-day inbox. And I mean, it's just extra side note, it has cut down impulse shopping dramatically because I'm not getting those kind of marketing emails every single day. But that's just one way you can use a filter. You can also set up filters or rules to highlight really important emails. So maybe you want to flag an email from your boss or from a really important client so that every time it comes in, it's is automatically labeled and flagged so that you know what's important and can look quickly and respond quickly to that. So there's a lot of different ways to use this, but they're really powerful options for, again, streamlining your inbox and letting the system kind of automate and decide for you what's going to happen. My third best practice is to only handle it once. It's the Ohio rule. Um, So again, when you're in that do part of the D of of inbox management, you are deciding in that moment what's going to happen with that email. You are only touching it once. Open that email, decide, do I delete this? Do I forward it along? Do I move it to a folder and have it out of the way? Do I need to respond to it? And perhaps you can't respond to it exactly in that second. Maybe it is one of those emails that requires a little bit more thought or a little bit of extra work for you. But then the decision is to flag it and put it on your to-do list and put it in your schedule to, to do that email. So again, decide in that moment what's going to happen. Don't open your email click in a bunch of times and then close it, click in a bunch of times, close it, open up the email, half read it, close it, come back to it. Because again, it's just gonna allow the email to pile up. It's just gonna cause some, you know, stress feelings because you've checked back and you've gotten, you know, 15 emails that you've already read and now you've lost track of what's important, what's not important and what do I need to do something with. If you are looking for more help with inbox management, Um, I do offer a 90-minute inbox audit that will walk you through the really specific and nuances of setting up your inbox in a way that makes sense for you, in a way that's super helpful. We talk about cleaning out your inbox or getting you to that inbox zero, and then some strategies and tricks for that. It really surprised me the amount of times that I hear how incredibly valuable 
this part of the coaching program is. Uh, and I've taught a few courses uh, on inbox management and specifically for Gmail and Outlook. I have a lot of fun with it because there's so many great uh, settings and features and functions that you may not even be aware of within your inbox. And, and that feels really normal, right? Like, why would you be clicking around? I just am a person who has clicked around um, to make sure then and practice with the settings and experiment with the settings that work best to get to that inbox in a zero place. So again, if you're interested in learning more about this, you can check out my website to sign up for a 90-minute inbox audit course. This is also offered in my one-on-one coaching and in my group coaching program. If you have any questions or if you're an inbox zero person, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. But I hope this was a really helpful episode just to have you start thinking about how to get to Inbox Zero. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. Talk to you soon.